Outkick the coverage live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So apparently there's a miracle that could be happening in the NFL in week one. We will get into all of that coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. It is Outkick the Coverage here, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're taking you all the way up to the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time. 6 o'clock Pacific right here on Fox Sports Radio. And guys, uh, we are uh, a little over 24 hours away from the first game of the NFL season. It is obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, We would like to uh, get into a recap of Hard Knocks, uh, but I'm not sure anybody actually watched. So we'll go ahead and skip uh, past that uh, because that thing is dead on the vine. I mean, at at some point, like, what are we doing here? Nobody watches that crap. But um, we have got uh, apparently a miracle, <laughs> Brady Quinn. Yeah, what? What's your problem? What, what is the no, issue? No, I was going to ask, well, why are you saying no one watches? I mean, I, I don't happen to watch it, but I, 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 I do think other people watch it. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, uh, it's better to say that nobody watched it. You know, it's like, well, it, did well, you watch it? Uh, I watched uh, the first episode. And that's it. Then I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't watched one since? No, not one. I, I, I literally, because <laughs> once they started giving us the shenanigans about Dak Prescott and his, his shoulder and all the other stuff that came along with it, I said, all right, I, I don't want to deal with this. Uh, we, we, we get enough coverage of, of the NFL. We don't need hard knocks like we once did, especially the Dallas Cowboys who get covered more so than any other team in the sport. Like it just, you know, like, like give me something, give, give me an exclusive on something. Give me a team that doesn't get a whole lot of love. You know, like give me, you know, uh, the the Texans. I would have loved to have seen Texas training camp. Like I would have loved to have seen how that looked with uh, Deshaun Watson playing scout team <laughs> oh, safety. Wow. I'm telling you, I would have loved to have seen it. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, but we do have the first game of the season. It is those Cowboys and the Bucks. Um, and uh, Zach Martin, obviously a loss on the offensive line uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, interesting, though, uh, Brady Quinn, I don't know if uh, you're a fan of miracles uh, at Notre Dame <laughs> uh, or if you guys like candles for miracles there while you're at the is it the grotto you guys are at uh, Notre Dame is that what you guys do there like what's yeah the I, I don't know that it's always about miracles yeah, well, it's, it's usually in prayer but yeah we yeah. like candles there um, because Mike McCarthy uh, was talking uh, with the Dallas Morning News and says that uh, you know if there was a player who could come back for the opener after being on the COVID list uh, it would be Zach uh, he would want he would be in that group of players um, how's that possible uh, just timeline-wise, how is that possible that Zach Martin uh, isn't just being officially ruled out uh, as opposed to uh, that Mike McCarthy says it's still up in the air, being he just tested positive, uh, assuming he tested positive on Saturday? How is this possible that he could be available for Thursday's game? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I'm not – I'm, I'm trying to so figure this out. It's confusing. Because when I saw that quote, I'm like, isn't there a protocol on this whole thing that goes <laughs> along with it? I mean, I I know you've got to have two negative tests, I think. Uh, I read that somewhere. So I'm not sure. Like, this, it's kind of interesting. Like, I guess if he tests negative twice before he could and, it, you know, it, 
it's not like he needs a bunch of practice. I think we all know how good he is just to be able to put him in there and play. Um, now, is it the smartest thing to do week one if he hasn't practiced and who knows what kind of shape or how he's feeling? Probably not. But, the, but again, the reality is he's still worth taking that risk with because he's that good of a player. I just – I thought there was a whole protocol in place. Yeah. Like, I, I thought you weren't – once you t- if you keep testing positive, there's a certain period of time, not even just tests, that you had to sit out. But apparently I'm wrong in that assumption. Well, I, I think that there probably are protocols that you can – if you dig, dig deep enough into, you know, what's going on with – like the CDC, C, what CDC? I believe yeah. it is. And, yeah, and, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Listen, whatever, whatever yeah. it is, I'm sure when you dig deep enough in those in those articles or in those, you know, proper proper approaches to these things, there's something there that may give you some type of hope. But if if this is a league mandated deal, if it's a a league PA mandated deal i don't know how you get out of the way of it but if you couldn't get out of the way of it why would he bring it up to begin with see to me i think that there he's looking he i think he's identified somebody's identified a loophole in all of this and 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 it may, oh. may it may apply i don't, I don't know if, what it is but if anyone can find a loophole it's jerry Jones. damn right yeah. damn right he is he's like we need to get that boy on the field I mean, is that is that your Jerry Jones? So that's that's what we're terrible, going Jerry with? Jones. Racist. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. How's that racist? Yeah. I mean, he it's is ageist, white, if anything, right? Yeah. It's yeah. ageist, yeah, if anything. Yeah, that's un- unbelievable. Um, where's where's your Jerry Jones impression? Uh, well, yeah, circumc- me out. Uh, circumcised mosquito. Uh, that's that's uh, Jerry Jones. That's all <laughs> I got. Was it? Yeah, that's uh, that was one of his quotes. Hey, it hey, sounded like you just hey, walked can up somebody, three can, of stairs. Can somebody bring me some salt over here? Cause I got my sandwich over here that I want to eat, but I can't eat it just yet. Cause I don't have enough salt that I'm shaking on <laughs> on to it. Oh, all right, that you had the most material, but yours was the worst. By was far, it the worst? No, mine was yeah. way worse than that. Yeah. I, I would say I think yours. I was pretty good actually. Let's go live to our I've got a Jerry Jones impersonation Brian Finley for the latest Finley Hey What Are you serious God. Dump button Roberto I mean, Dump button that's wait, 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 hold on. Hold, Finley That's what you went I mean, with That was it an attempt. Finley you got like Just give it an attempt I do a Bryant Gumble. Okay here we go uh, how you guys doing out there? Oh, gee. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Are, are you incapable? <laughs> Can you not do like a Southern twang, Finley? I can't. I mean, I lived in the South. I, I don't know why. I guess I'm immune to it. I can, for, I can do an, I can do a British accent. You mean you're resistant to yeah. it. You're not immune you're to it. You're resistant. You, you said to yourself, well, I do not want to sound like this as I grow up. What do you What do you consider the South, by the way? Where do you live? Well, so I lived in Memphis for three years, and then I also That's lived the South. Yeah, in Greensboro. I went to college at UNC okay. Greensboro, so I have... Okay. They, have, little... they have country twang down there. Oh, yeah. They definitely do. Yeah. All right. You lived in the South, and you cannot do it. You impression. certainly yeah. do not have any type of country <laughs> in your voice whatsoever. Yeah, by the way, I like how Finley said, uh, but I can do a British accent. I, I need. Come on, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Here's the thing, guys. Before I went through puberty, I was really good at my British accent. 
Okay. Right. So what you're saying is you're still good at your British accent. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, here we are. Oh, God. Um, so, uh, so moving on, uh, we move right to uh, the uh, first game of the uh, NFL season, those Cowboys and those uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, all right. So what is the uh, – so the NFL – NFLPA, so they want daily testing, correct? Yeah. That that yeah. is so that, and the reason for them wanting the daily testing, uh, or or that the well, owners maybe would not. It's want because the daily vaccinated test. or not, it doesn't matter. Like you can still pass, and now you have a less chance if you're vaccinated, at least based on the data and research. But like that's what they're finding out, and so the PA wants to protect all their players, and they would like to institute daily testing. I think the hard thing. For for players, one it, 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 look, you, you gotta you gotta be careful how you tiptoe around this. The reality for players is it's inconvenient to do it. No one likes to do it, and you know it, it takes time out of their day. There's obviously if you miss a test, we saw what happened with Cam Newton. That can become an issue too. So I think there's probably some players who are resistant to it, even though the PA is pushing for it, and the NFL doesn't want it because they don't want to have to pay for it. Like there's there's an expense that comes along with this. And, and they feel like they've already said to players, hey, if you get vaccinated, you don't have to test as often. But now I think as we learn more that even if you're vaccinated with the variants, you can still not only get it, but you can still pass it along. So it's, it's interesting that that's how, you know, the, the PA obviously is just trying to protect all players. And this is the simplest way of doing that. But I don't, I don't see it happening. Like, I don't think the NFL is going to change its course in part because of money. And when I say money, it's about now, too, when you look at the rules, them potentially missing games. Like, if they have enough players who've got it, you know, there's the chance that they could cancel a game and that team w- would technically take the L. They would have forfeited that game. So that, that's the other problem to all of this is I don't know if the NFL owners want to find themselves in that scenario. And I think daily testing makes it more likely, right? Like, the, the likelihood is the more you test, the more chance of a positive, the more chance of a positive, the more chance of contact tracing, which eliminates some of the players being able to, you know, take part in your roster. Yeah, I think you should want to make sure you're you're doing everything that you possibly can to keep everyone safe. And if what it is that Mike McCarthy has brought up uh, in conversation and him possibly having the opportunity to play – if it makes sense and if it's by the rule of the book, then sure, you know, have at it. I want to see a good game. I want to see a competitive game. We know that he makes this a better game. But if it's sacrificing anything, if it's if it's sacrificing the protocols, if it's sacrificing the safety of the other other guys and the other employees, then, you know, you just got to accept that, that again – this is a part of it. There's there's unexpected injuries that take place. There's unexpected illnesses that take place. I mean, God forbid. Think about Eric Berry and what he had to go through yeah. Yeah. And, in terms yeah. of how quickly that, that came down or, you know, how quickly Dak season, you know, came to an end. So you're always going to have to deal with certain circumstances in terms of um, how things play out. But I think the one thing that you, we cannot lose focus on – um, where we are currently right now is it it always has to be safety first man like honestly safety and health first i mean uh, that's that's what it, I, you know 
I just can't stop thinking about Finley's impression. Of Jerry it's just, Jones. I mean, it, it was really I'm bad. Trying to forget about it. It was really I'm bad. To forget about it. Like, it's a tad I mean, bit traumatic. Uh, no. It just—it didn't sound any different than his normal. Hey, but that was it, though. That's what I'm saying. That it was, was the same. It. Yeah, that, that was just Jerry Jones. I, here, let me ask you this: How set in stone? And I understand that they're—you know—they've agreed to this. The NFLPA, the NFL, the protocols are are in place. How set in stone are these protocols? Because as we've learned with the, with COVID over the past year and a half, man, this is a fluid situation. Uh, like like there was a time to where you had you know uh, Doctor Fauci saying masks don't work, and now they're mandatory in a lot of places around the country. So if this is such a fluid situation, and and stuff is changing and variants, like nobody was talking about a Delta variant before. Nobody was having those conversations a couple of months ago. I wonder. How much wiggle room does the NFL and NFLPA have to where if all of a sudden they realize, hey, man, some of these restrictions are so restrictive that that we're losing out on a lot of games, a lot of star players. We need to take a second look at how how this is impacting our season. I wonder if we're going to get to that point because you got everybody looking at the current situation saying, oh, well, there's going to be games uh, that they're going to be pushed back. There's going to be players that are missing time. If it if it happens at such a high rate rate early in the season it would not surprise me if they revisited some of this stuff and started making adjustments later on uh, i don't know i mean to think about last year we, we were able to get a season through without missing any games and we didn't have vaccinations so I, I just i tend to think we're making a bigger deal about it now because it's before the season and we've kind of had that two-week build-up now to tomorrow night I think once we start playing games, it's going to start to become a bit of an afterthought because of the current protocols. And with the high vaccination rate, unless they institute daily testing, which I don't think is going to happen. I really don't. And and the other reason I think it's interesting the PA is doing this is I hate to politicize things, but that's that's what that's how it works. When you're talking about owners and a union, you're talking about, you know, a union trying to push for something. And then if they can't get that then the owners will say well we'll do this instead or we'll we'll give you this instead of what you're asking for so it's almost like they're using the fact that as we found out there's the the likelihood of still getting covid with the variants even if you're vaccinated it's almost like they're using that as a way of like a bargaining chip and saying well you didn't give us daily testing so then give us this like that's usually how negotiations work even if they know they're not going to get daily testing implemented back in for vaccinated players, really for all players, there's still the potential chance they do get something back in return, whatever that may be. But there's also the idea of the liabilities situation here. And I mean, that's something that that's why one of the major reasons why the protocols have to be in, in place the way that they are is if something were to happen, you, you have to limit your liabilities, your exposure to liabilities in, in a circumstance like this. You bring back Zach Martin and and the the entire offense ends up testing positive for for COVID. I if something that. if something were to happen to one of those guys after they tested positive for COVID, I mean, just the the amount of liability that could be connected to some of these situations. Uh, you would have to assume that you have to stay steadfast to what the protocols are so that you can avoid one of, you know. There's already been laws created. You can't sue someone over coming back to work and then getting COVID. Like, that's already been kind of established. 
Now, there's oh. obviously certain... That ain't going to stop people from suing, though. Oh, they, they, they can try, yeah. but I'm saying like it's been well documented. If, if people come back, I think most people realize they're taking on that risk in yeah. doing so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. This, this is Outkick the Coverage. Finley to yeah, do it. let's go live to our I've got a Jerry Jones impersonation Brian Finley for the latest Finley hey what serious God uh, Finley you got like just give it an attempt I do a uh, Bryant Gumble. okay here we go uh, how you guys doing out there? Oh, gee. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. That's enough. All right. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Are, are you incapable? <laughs> Can you not do like a Southern twang, Finley? That's <laughs> just, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> apparently, yeah, apparently we got, uh, yeah, we got, uh, not my highlighter for God's sakes. Uh, all right, it is uh, Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, LeVar Arrington, uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up, uh, we'll call it towards oh, the end man. of the hour. If you have a team in the NFL that you hate, we might have a strategy in place for you to exact some sort of revenge. All right, so we'll get you set for the NFL season uh, here coming up uh, later on in the hour here on Fox Sports Radio. So uh, how are we feeling about the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Brady Quinn? Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are in the Sin City. Uh, they have uh, been very uh, excited about fans coming back. They've got a vaccine rule. They uh, they seem to be very pumped up and energetic about, uh, about the Raiders being in in the city of Las Vegas. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to be short a couple of players that were in the 2020 draft because they didn't make the cut. Uh, they are not, uh, whether, it's, <laughs> whether it's Lynn Bowden, who was uh, who was traded to the Dolphins last year, Tanner Muse, who was released by the team, uh, and then uh, they uh, went ahead and <laughs> and uh, you know made sure to wish him a happy birthday on social media afterwards. Uh, this feels like this is going to be a disaster for the, uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, five of, of their top 100 picks that they had in the 2020 draft are – there's two of them who aren't there, Tanner Muse and Lynn Bowden. And I think the, the tough thing in looking at that is it, it, there's cause for concern because of how they've drafted in recent drafts and, and the things that they've done with their roster, the Khalil Mack situation, trading him – getting those draft picks and, and not really doing much with the money that they quote-unquote saved by not spending on Cleo Mack and the other players they end up signing. And then now some of the draft picks. I mean, Lynn Bowden, who now is with the Miami Dolphins, you know, y- he didn't even make it a year. Tanner Muse played one year. And those, those are two top 100 picks, which is what every team is trying to accumulate because you feel like those are guys who can either become day one starters or at least very early in their career starters for you. And 40% of that's gone. In, in one year's time, I mean, they haven't even gotten to 2021 yet. So, you know, I, I think there, there's probably more pressure or there should be more pressure on the Las Vegas Raiders than there it might seem right now. Or maybe Mark Davis wants to lead on. But I, I would be really frustrated with the way this roster has been managed and very frustrated with the fact that we can go on the road and beat what is presumed to be the best team in the AFC and the Kansas City Chiefs, 
but we can't win more games than that? We can't fix this defense? I mean, it's just – it's got to be extremely frustrating if you're a Raiders fan and the way this team hasn't really been able to do much since John Gruden's taken over. Yeah, Listen, I, I think they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with Derek Carr. I think it's just one of those situations – once they once the the book is written on where that chapter is and where it ends or how much longer it it continues, I think we'll have a lot of. Do you uh, think he's the problem though? I, I don't think he's the problem, but I do think that he's been with. And, and you you tell me if I'm wrong on this one, but I do believe he's been a part of that organization long enough where. If if they were to look at something and say we need to to kind of revamp and we need to start anew, I don't think that he has been good enough where you you would actually say let's give him an extension and let's keep trying to figure out if we can get it done with Carr. I think that it's run its course in terms of the excitement of what he could possibly be to this team. And so I think that the revamping of that position would ultimately lead to the definitive revamping of of the team because you got to keep in mind you know they inherited him and and so to to think that you know what can we judge John Gruden and and Mike Mayock on what they've done with this team until they've drafted their own quarterback I mean you could say yes but you could also paint a case where you could say once they once they make that decision and they make the move to bring in a quarterback that's their guy then now you'd have to say the clock starts to tick on on Mike Mayock at least at, in in the the initial and then you have to say that John Gruden has to join that conversation but I think they can get out of the way of real staunch real um harsh criticisms right now because you know the quarterback situation gives them an out the, the thing about the quarterback situation, though, and I guess this, this is where I'm getting to, is if you're questioning how they've drafted and maybe how they've managed their roster, wouldn't you question them moving on to whoever the next quarterback is? Of course. And, yeah. and, and, and I, I think John Gruden ultimately has the say. It's his deal. He's running it. You know, Mayock came in after Gruden was already there. So he, to me, it all falls on John Gruden. Like, we all assume because it was a 10-year deal, a $100 million deal, that he's safe, he's good, that, that Mark Davis is in it with him for the long haul, especially with moving the team and some of the difficulties that may come with that. But I think we've seen them there now long enough to know that they haven't never really given Derek Carr a ton of help outside of the offensive line, which has been really good, maybe, maybe some of the best at times in the NFL, at least top five. Um, outside of that, you know, they really haven't supplied him a number one wide receiver. They got a good tight end in Waller. But defensively, they've never, they've never figured it out. So I, I just I look at it and I think back to, you know, the success that John Gruden had, and it was all like inherited players. He had success with all players that were already there. And that's when he ended up winning. So I, I almost wonder if like the longer he's there, the worse outlook it may be for the Raiders because this hasn't been his forte in the past. And I just wonder how much of John Gruden's hire was to get them to Las Vegas. Because at the time of the hiring, if you remember, look, the, the stadium situation in Oakland was a disaster. Um, you know, n- nobody could figure out, you know, wh- what the hell the plan was going to be. And then now they announced this big move to Las Vegas. And I just wonder if they looked at bringing back John Gruden as being their 
star of the team. Because let, let's be truthful here. The two best, the two, I guess, players you could surround or build the team around a, a few years ago were Derek Carr and Khalil Mack. Well, neither one of those guys is really a star. I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback, but you, when you see Derek Carr, you don't think star. Khalil Mack never talks. Like no, You never hear from the guy, so you don't think superstar. And I just wonder if they looked at it and said, we've got to have something that's appealing to a city when we bring this team here. Something that's going to get people excited. And John Gruden gets people excited. And I just wonder if now that they're in Las Vegas, maybe Mark Davis looks around and goes, you know what, man? We're already here. We got our stadium. We got our new location. I'm not waiting around another six years on this contract for him to figure this thing out. And that's why I've actually changed my stance on it. And I wonder if this could be a make or break year for those guys. And and the division, everybody in that division has improved this offseason. Everybody in that division, you feel good about where they're at going into this next season. The Raiders feel like the odd man out in the AFC West. You know, there is something to be said about that because I do believe that Denver is going to be a maybe they're considered to be a dark horse, maybe not, but I think that they're going to be a fine football team, much better than what they did last year. I mean, obviously when you lose a guy Von Miller's caliber, you're going to feel the the residual results of that. Uh but again, back to 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 the Raiders. I mean, I'm it's just hard to try to figure out how you can justify in any way that anything that John Gruden does is going to be, I guess, scrutinized in a way where he's not going. Like, I can't see him not being a part of the long term because they knew what they were doing when they brought him in. There's always going to have to be another scapegoat to what's going on during the John Gruden era just for the simple fact that John Gruden is, has the ability, as I mentioned in, in before, he has the ability to just be like, listen, you wanted me to come out of retirement and do this. Now, if you want to trust me to do this, then trust me to do this. If you're not going to trust me to do this, then I'll roll out, like moving on. And I think when you can take a posture – as strongly as as John Gruden can possibly take with his history in in Oakland and now being in in Las Vegas, I just think that it's it's a hard that's a hard one to say. Okay, we're going to hold John Gruden accountable, and his job would be on the line before anyone else. I think that there would be a lot of scapegoats, and the first two on that list would be Mike Mayock, and the second one would be Derek Carr, or you can reverse them. And and replace one with the other, but those are going; those have to be the first two that uh, are scapegoated. If 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 you know the Las Vegas Raiders don't do better this year, man, this is just a. But you know what, man? God, that stadium looks nice on television. I got to get out to a game. I've seen it. Man, I got to get out to a game. I got to get out to a game. It is uh, outkick the no, coverage. No one here. loves Vegas as much as you, Jonas. Oh, it's just fun, man. Listen, the first time I went to Vegas, and it was like, wait a second, so I don't have to cover up my beer as I'm walking down the strip. I remember I was drinking a Michelob Light. All right, one yeah. of the one of the great. That's right up your alley. Yeah, yeah. man. Listen, what, and they don't make it anymore, and it's a shame, a damn shame, a Michelob Light. <laughs> uh, and I remember walking down the Las Vegas Strip. <laughs> <laughs> drinking a Michelob Light. That was somebody actually hearing Finley's impersonation of Jerry Jones. Uh, I was. I remember drinking a Michelob Light, walking down the Vegas Strip, just thinking to myself, 
this is heaven. Like this, this is like, this is total pure and total freedom. And so just to think, uh, you know, people are going to be uh, drinking beers, walking to a Raider game very soon. Is gonna nah, be heaven is TJ. Yeah, that's uh well, listen, depends on, uh, depends on, uh, depends on what's showing that day. You know, you know what I mean? You know, certain, certain shows are happening on certain days there in Tijuana. Uh, all right. It is uh outkick the coverage here on Fox sports <laughs> oh, radio. Geez. I'm just saying they are. Uh, all right. Coming up next, we are going to tell you about uh, if you dislike, an NFL team, we have got just the plan in place for you to exact some measure of revenge on that team. We'll get into that next year on Outkick the Coverage. For all the latest stuff from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the most exotic man in Here sports talk radio, Brian Here comes. Oh, thank you guys. And I was thinking of with these updates just for this segment to do like a workout theme, like, you know, working out because Jonas, I know you're, you're a guy that spends a lot of time working out and paying attention to your body. So yeah. that barbed wire on his arm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think he's Torn got like band. And you've got a big thumb ring, right? Aren't you a thumb ring enthusiast? I sure am. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. What are we getting at there, friendly? <laughs> I'm going to leave that right <laughs> yeah. there. I'm gonna, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Where's that going? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, and then the laugh. And then the post laugh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. it wasn't that sinister yeah. laugh. It was a tad it was, bit awkward. Did you start it? Was it started, Brady? It was yeah. a smitten laugh. You know, you know, I'm a clown because a lot of times, guys, I will laugh at my jokes that I don't even finish saying, and I start laughing. I ruin it. It's just... It's a problem, guys. Yeah. You didn't ruin it. It's still yeah. funny as hell. Yeah, I appreciate it. You are funny, yeah. dude. You should, you should do more impressions, Finlay. Oh, yes, you guys yeah. uh, you guys are saying that. And yeah. then behind my back, you're saying this guy is a clown. That's not so. true. Yeah. That's not true. <laughs> I know that's what Roberto's saying for sure. Yeah, that's, well, he's, saying, he's saying it in our ear during the segment. I'm well aware. Uh, so the White Sox uh, bench pressed the A's six to three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, well, he, stayed, he stayed true. Yeah, I got you got to be consistent. Yeah, remember we're talking about this theme here. So Chicago has an eleven game lead for first in the AL Central. The Angels drop a barbell on the Padres four oh nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Blake Snell took the loss. You know, he he pitched seven innings, allowed one hit, struck out 11, still took the L. Uh, the Reds shove aside the Cubs, four to three. Cincinnati. I didn't get that one. Well, you mean shoved aside. What, what was it? What, what weight lift is that? What exercise is that? Shoved aside. You know what? I, is that a medicine ball? Probably. They got medicine yeah. ball to the side? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. That, that, that fits. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Steven Duggar collects three hits and three RBI. As the Giants jackhammer the Rockies, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! What lift is that? That's construction. What is this? What, what <laughs> lift is that? Are you sure that's construction? Yeah. <laughs> oh wait! Oh wait! Yeah. All right, uh, all right. I'm, uh, well, you, I'm, I'm, I'm mortified right now. There, there are some certain workouts, guys, where it's sort of like a jackhammer motion. It's probably. <laughs> oh my god! It's hey, good man. for the core, you know. It's, hey, it's good for the core ab work. Hey, hey, you guys stay on with the band and keep playing. I'm off this Titanic. I'll tell you that right now. Kiss my ass. I'm on a raft. Look at the clock, you guys. It's break time. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm on a raft. Who cares? This is great. All right. I got through that. And finally, guys, it's a win for the Astros as they wiggle free of the Mariners 5-4 in 10 innings. And with that, we'll send it back to the triple option.
Jonas, Lavar, oh, and Brady. Oh, there he is. Thank you, uh, Brian Finley. Oh, uh, this love is uh, Outkick the coverage it. here the on best. Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Lavar Arrington, or what's left of him, uh, Jonas Knox and Brady <laughs> Quinn with you here on FSR. I mean, did uh, we just hear what we just heard? I mean, he's the best. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I don't yeah, want to be yeah, a cheese very, eater, yeah, but did we just hear what we thought we just heard? Just want to be clear. That was Brian Finley. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Now I am. I am guilty of laughing at it. I am. Guilty, yeah. But I did uh, not have any type of any connection to that participation other than laughing at it. Again, you know, stay stay on the uh, ship and uh, play with the band. I'm out of here. I'm on a raft and I'm uh, getting the hell away from this. All right, coming up next, though, uh, if you are looking to get some revenge on a team in the NFL you can't stand, this might be just the idea for you. We'll get to that next here. It's Outkick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'll kick the coverage here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Uh, we are going to be back on the air tomorrow, same time, same place, except it's going to be a little bit different because it is game one of the NFL season, a full NFL preview. Uh, we are going to make our picks, playoff picks, Super Bowl picks. Plus, you guys are going to uh, take part in the first ever uh, debut edition of the Prop Bet Monster yeah. on the coverage. All right, how about Love that? that. little mono mono Sticks versus BQ, a little prop at Monster. What do you think about that, LeVar? Yeah, like yeah. Wait, quick question. Like yeah. uh, why are you getting involved, Jonas? Yeah, because uh, I'm the uh, moderator, the uh, the host of the prop at Monster. Oh, that's about yeah. right. Sounds yeah. like yeah. an easy out. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you're standing on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like easy definitely. out. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Like uh, the uh, pawn shop owner in Pulp Fiction. Oh. Definitely. Oh. What, wait, uh, right. do we decide okay, what we Zach? do if we agree? Okay. Woo! <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeehaw, right. Zach! Um, Wait, was that a Pulp Fiction reference? Yeah, yes. sure was. There you go. Uh, listen, uh, if we get a bell yeah. for that, yeah, that's one a, for the yeah, week. All right, yep. Very good. Uh, all I'm right, mad uh, that Jonas knew exactly where I was at in that yeah, moment. That's, that's even more disturbing. Backdraft, yeah. uh, Pulp Fiction, Jaws, pretty much any 80s, 90s movie reference. He gets about five in a week. There's a yeah. quota. He literally okay. gets in about five a week. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Uh, you know, Brady's uh, tried to squeeze in the crying game reference uh, multiple times on this show, but I don't know. Right. I never saw that. No idea what that's about. And, uh, well, yeah. you know, watch it alone. Uh, all sounds right, like, it is, sounds uh, like you're like a, you do a ducky. Yeah. From, uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> what so, is it, mannequin? But yeah. no, not mannequin. No, What's that? That eighties movie? Yeah, I forget. The duck. Sixteen candles. Yes, oh, actually, yeah, candles. ducky. Yeah, oh. ducky. Yeah, I remember that movie. Good Molly, movie. Molly Ringwald. Or yes, there you Marty, go. Mar- Mar- Molly. I can't say that. That's Jonas. R's and W's not happening. Ringworm. By the way. I don't even know Molly what's happening. Ringworm. All right, it is time for something we do on the show called this. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Danny G, to find out what the hell we've missed so far on the show, D. 
All right, just last segment, you guys were talking about how the Raiders went into Kansas City last season and got a W. Some uh, more gasoline on the fire between the two fan bases here. Let's go to Olathe, Kansas, where at uh, Heritage Elementary School there, they ordered a large set of Kansas City Chiefs-themed footballs for students to use during P.E. When the package arrived, the P.E. teacher ran to the office all excited, except... They were shocked to find out that they actually received a large order of footballs covered in silver and black with the Las Vegas Raiders logo. Oh, you're thinking, is this a joke? Jay Parsons, the PE teacher at Heritage said he says that he thinks it might be an honest mistake by Amazon. We have great yeah. Chiefs fans, though, and we cannot have Raider Nation footballs in Chiefs Kingdom. We have to dispose of them. So Parsons is hoping that Chiefs fans will come to the rescue and make a donation to the Public School Foundation there to receive a Raiders football and dispose of it as they see fit. He's not sure where the efforts are with Amazon to replace them at this time. But the first comment underneath this story is a Raiders fan saying that that is his hometown there in Kansas, and he contacted the school. They took a donation from him to save one of the Raider balls. Oh, my God. So now it's a fight between Raiders and Chiefs fans to uh, get these footballs. Okay, they think that that – imagine if this is Ohio State, Michigan. Imagine Ohio somebody in a, you know with Ohio State saying, oh, well, you know, we think it was just a mistake out by Amazon that we got a, a bunch no, of Michigan that, that's footballs. not what would have happened. Hey. That box would have came – with a big pile of horse manure. That's what it would have been. I, did, I mean, like, that, that's, how, that's how those two schools play. This they is, they're play dirty. Hard. Yeah, they do yeah. play hard. This, this, play is a, uh, this is clearly a Raider fan who ordered these or at least uh, intercepted the order to make sure Raider footballs got there. Had to be. Like, I, I'm not buying that this was just a simple mistake. I'm not buying all of the, the civil liberties that the, these balls are receiving in, in terms of <laughs> what their fate is. What do you mean? What I are they mean, supposed to do with Lee. You think this We're, was a setup to just uh, raise more money for the foundation? I mean, it sounds pretty brilliant to me if you ask me. Oh, the, these balls, and you can't have these Raiders <laughs> Let's balls auction them off now. Just oh, hanging around and just, just swinging around in, in, yeah. in Kansas oh, City Chief Kingdom. So yeah. we're going to just figure out how to get the Raiders uh, I feel like we have the wrong music playing The Chiefs right now. Kingdom. Yeah, right? We need some, uh, what is that called? The... Uh, but what it, is it? Unsolved stories. It, yeah. Unsolved mysteries. Yeah. Yeah, unsolved there you go. stories. Okay. I love our balls. Uh, by yeah. the way, I, how, you know what I, I always think about? Marcus Allen leaving the Raiders to go to the Chiefs. I mean, Danny and Roberto. Like, how do you think about Marcus Allen seeing him leave your team? To oh, go to I the cried. Chiefs? I mean, like one of the great Raiders. Uh, and Al he didn't Davis. Leave. Well, yeah, get, him and Al Davis had bad blood. Yeah, so maybe yeah, uh, you know, yeah, maybe this is uh, somebody trying. I can't to get stand when y'all fans get fair weather like that when a dude gotta go. Man, when the dude got to go, he got to go. Leave him alone. Yeah, I hear no, you. No, I was, I was happy for him. Didn't Allen. want him on the bench, yeah. especially Marcus Allen. Yeah, how dare you hate on him, Danny? By the way, Marcus Allen. Did you hear Danny hate on him? Danny, Danny, Danny. It was liked pure him. hate. Yeah, Danny liked him. I thought. See, you, you see know? what I just did? I yeah. pulled a Jonas. <laughs> that is a good move. That was that's a Jonas. Move. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was a Jonas. Yeah, that's the move. All right. That's uh, actually that's what brought me to NFL when I was in kindergarten. Marcus Allen was an LA Raider, and they called it over the top. He used to jump over the line uh, for a, a TD. For yeah, yeah. Bull Jackson. Over yeah. the top, baby. All right. Uh, Get a Roberto. Yeah. <laughs> former President Donald Trump has signed a contract. 
to provide commentary on a game cast of Saturday's boxing event headlined by Evander Holyfield and Vitor Belfort. His son, Donald Trump Jr., is going to join him at the Hard Rock. He says, uh, I love great fighters and great fights. Former president says, I look forward to seeing both this Saturday. Great, great, great fight, he said, and sharing my thoughts ringside. You won't want to miss this special great event. The Trumps will call the entire four-fight telecast that also includes Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz. Oh, nice. According to Triller, Holyfield has had to step in on short notice because Oscar De La Hoya tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Whether you fall yeah. on the side of Sounds liking him or me, not, I, Sounds I, great. I was about to say, that is going to be most must-hair, must-hair yes. must television. Uh, by the way, is Jim Lampley on the call there? Because I know Lampley signed on with... Uh, uh, with, oh, with yes, do it, I Jonas. You've got a great Lampley. Uh, Hard right hand by Arrington. <laughs> 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 that's all I got. I knew, that's, it was that's coming. I knew it was coming. As soon as you said his name, I knew it was I coming. Can do, I'll I do can, it one more time because right. I kind of heard it, but I didn't really hear it. Go ahead. Hard Go. right hand by Arrington. <laughs> I do. I can do the whole HBO crew. I could do a Harold Letterman and Larry Merchant. Let's hear Larry Merchant. Larry Merchant. Let's hear Merchant. Did you... In the fourth round, think that he mean would bite your ear. To get oh. aggressive, or were you? Oh. And that's not making so, fun. That's, that's, that's he, exactly he, he, how no. he talks. He, he was thoughtful with that's his it. words. Like he's interrogating and you. And then Har- Harold Letterman. Harold, it's, it's like you're going to go to jail it, yeah. if you answer. Harold Larry Letterman Merchant. would do this. So I thought both guys came out early. They were really aggressive early in the round, but I thought Arrington used his jab work. His footwork was a little bit better. He got aggressive towards the end of the round. I got Arrington so up good. 30 to 27 after three. Jim! Jim! Yeah, that was his, uh, yeah, that was almost, bad. Almost as good as this. Hey! Oh, hey. I said, yeah, yeah, Brian oh, Finley geez. and his Jerry Jones ah. ruined the show. <laughs>